Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. Today, we have a special guest. It's our first guest in a while. Her name is Kendra Williams, and she's a motherhood coach, and she calls herself a truth teller. Um, This episode is not just for moms out there, though. It's for anybody who is a mom or also intends on being a mom. Or have friends with mom. Or have have friends that are moms. Yeah, that's so true. So you can better understand what they're going through. And this is, of course, inspired. Oh, and Naz has barely any voice. She's like trying to say hello. Hi, everyone. Oh, you oh sound God. fine there. Do I sound okay? Sometimes when I like harbor <laughs> there we a lot go. of energy, it'll sound good. And then I other wish times, that happened to me. I think it sounds so cool. It never happens to Lauren and I. You guys are so, you know what's so annoying? So many people are like, oh my God, I'm it's so sexy. jealous. I yeah. love when you sound, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I cannot make money when I sound like this. Does it hurt? This is a, this or is, is it just a sound? A little bit. I, there's a massive viral infection going around. And like, I also read this stat that like, this is on record the most people that have ever had the flu ever. What? Yeah. It's but probably because everybody's immunity is down from being like all yeah. sheltered for a couple of years. Yeah. And now like people are actually, you know, out about right. like normal and like, they're like, oh God, I'm so susceptible. Anyway, you don't have to get into that. But yeah. anyways, Naz, I'm on the bench now here. and I'm excited to hear about this because I have so many friends that are moms. And obviously after our last podcast, we had such amazing like feedback from every all our listeners so yes so thank you again to all of you guys who reached out said that you related to that podcast um my little mommy meltdown this is definitely a response to that because it's so common and yet people are just supposed to like they're expected to just think that the first year or so of motherhood is just rainbows and butterflies and it certainly isn't that it's actually a, a huge life change that can be quite shocking um and that's what kendra is here to talk about she has almost a hundred thousand followers on instagram so we trust her so <laughs> and she talks about this and her her instagram is at it dot kendra williams all right now let's get her let's get her on the pod Okay, guys, Kendra is here. Kendra, um, I introduced you as a like a mother coach, yeah. but there is like one thing that you specifically specialize in, and that is a word that I don't even know how to say it. I didn't know how to <laughs> type it out to you. What is it? The word is matrescence, 
And a, yeah. a really good way to remember saying it, and it's it's modeled after this word, adolescence. Matrescence, oh. adolescence. Matrescence, oh, adolescence. Okay, the beginning of motherhood. Bingo. Yeah. Lauren is a genius. <laughs> and also, hi, yes, I'm Lauren and I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> She's the smartest interviewer, but. <laughs> so it's the, I guess like uh, a adolescence is the transition into adulthood as matrescence is the transition into motherhood and what i read just really briefly is that the transition to motherhood can be so similar to puberty yes and explain why yeah so we're just gonna get it's not too graphic but think back back to when we all got our first periods that was a biological event that symbolized us becoming women. And then it took a long time, many years. Our friendships are changing. We used to love our parents. Now we're like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Society's viewing you differently. It takes years to go through it. So it's like kicked off by biology. Um, and it's the same with matrescence. It doesn't have to be a biological baby though. It could be a, a surrogacy, an adoption, a bonus kid, whatever way you get that mom title, I call it like a mom hat gets put on. It's instant. But the person who wears that hat is going to take some time psychologically, mentally, emotionally to adjust to like that new role that you're going to be living. And society obviously tells us like I, I saw a couple of your reels and it was funny because people were always being like, are you so excited? Or is it just like the most wonderful thing ever? There's this one line <laughs> that I've heard multiple times and it's, are you loving every second? And I'm like, oh, what? The beginning of pregnancy or the beginning no, 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 of no, motherhood? The beginning of motherhood. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> yeah. I always just bring up like wiping butts. Like you genuinely believe that I'm supposed to love every single second. And then they're toddlers and I'm holding the same boundary for the 500th time. Like, is that joyful and magical? Mm -hmm. It's not that they're not like acknowledging that that's there, but we only talk about the good parts. So when we struggle and have mommy meltdowns, we're like, yeah. what the F is wrong with me? I'm supposed to enjoy this, but that's just not the case. That's just not the reality, but people have only been sharing that. There's also this expectation that, along with that, it, it, we're going to enjoy it, that we're going to be natural at it. It's going to be easy to conceive, easy to birth, easy to nurse or whatever, easy to mother. And in a society where mothering is like pretty much invisible, nobody wants to have a meltdown at Target. I'm only going to take my kid out when they're rested. We don't actually see mothers mothering. So we have no freaking idea what we're doing. We're like That's so true. new on this job and the job is new every day. But the the unconscious narrative is it's so easy and you're going to love it. And we're like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? You're going to love it. That's so, so that's something that my mom said that was really like, it echoes in my brain all the time. And my mom and I have the best relationship ever. She's been completely understanding of all of this, but like something that she kept saying when I was pregnant, because I had an awful pregnancy, I had mm. HG and the oh. entire time I was like, mom, did I make a huge mistake? Like in my, my life's not going to be better. Like my life is like, she was wonderful. It was the best. Like, I can't imagine it being better. And she's like, your life is going to be so much better when you have a baby. I promise you're going to like, it's just going to be so wonderful. And I'm, and now I hear that in my head and I'm like, mom, 
uh, I don't feel (laughs) she had to clarify literally last week what she meant by that. Yeah. It's like mom did. Yeah. What did mom say? Oh, no, no, no. I meant when they're like 10. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, no, no, no. You have that great time when they're 10. You can talk and go to the mall and do all the fun things. Now it's not your life is not better now. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Like, mom, um, hello. I really needed to hear the specifics. Yeah. But it just it's. It's so many days where it's like I said this basically verbatim on my mommy meltdown podcast, but I'm like, I would like basically kill myself if, my ch- if something happened to my child. Like, I love him more than anything in the entire world. I, I, I always feel like it's stupid to have to say, like, I love him more than anything in the entire world yeah. because, like, anybody who's a mother, like, knows, yeah. like, duh. I don't feel like I have to, like, say it in words. Yeah. But, you know it's it is totally a different kind of like love than you have for anybody else however do i feel like my lifestyle is enhanced since (laughs) before no i did this writing workshop because this will apply to like anything i feel like and it was called (laughs) sorry guys it was called making peace with paradox Mm. and that's literally just like all of life like all of life is a paradox like you guys know, I like can't wait to find the person that mm-hmm. I end up with, right? And then mm-hmm. I know when that comes, that's gonna come with all this bullshit. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and then I'm gonna see the hottest guy the next day. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, why you the are. Fuck yep. Can I make out with him? And so it's. I love that we're having this conversation because it doesn't only just apply to like moms too. It's really just no. making peace with paradox. The grass and is like, greener every, on the other side. Every good comes yeah. with its shit, you know. Yeah. We tell Naz all the time. So my sister is engaged and, and I've been married for three years. And she always has like this whimsical idea that like three years into marriage, she's still going to like want to like daily make and, out yeah. with her husband on the yeah. couch when he comes home from work every day. How'd that and go? Can- <laughs> I know. And I'm like, believe me, you're not going to want to like just have this urge to like get on his lap and make out. Yeah. And that's some, really look, depressing. That maybe some relations are like that. We can't say some, a full blanket. Some maybe actually there are. are though. Yeah. Some are. Yeah. Yeah. What I that's say is so like, rare. That's so that's the same with pregnancy though. Like some moms are like obsessed, some moms right? Do like it's, it. some it's a rare yeah. I think it's a rare experience. Yeah. Yeah. You could be Courtney and Travis who've been like this for like 2 years now, but I want to well the one thing about the paradox. This is like a cornerstone of motherhood is it's the and before motherhood, we can pretend that everything fits in a perfect box. And we can pretend there's a right and a, a wrong way and a black and a white way. And then it's motherhood. And you're like, I love my kids and I want to get away from them. I love my body for birthing my baby, but what the fuck is wrong with my stomach? And I love my husband. He's an amazing partner. And what happened to our sex life? So yeah. much. And, and why is it so annoying when he chews now? It's <laughs> so annoying. But I never annoyed. No, never annoyed before. Anyway. Well, you need, you need quiet now. There's a baby crying and then he's chewing. Like that's the, like the extra layer. No. Yeah. I have been recently having headaches. Mad anxiety. But headaches, it could be, which could, could be, be more. Lauren, could be more. It could be more. It could be more. Because I respect Lauren's hypochondria. Like, yeah. Hypochondria. It was five, maybe seven days consistently of having a headache. And I was like, well, obviously I'm going on ZocDoc and I'm going to find a neurologist. And I... She's like a doctor who will take me seriously, unlike my father. But yeah, okay. Yeah, basically. I was like, I'm taking this into my own hands. 
So I looked on ZocDoc and the best thing about ZocDoc is all of the patient reviews, honestly, because they are raving about these doctors' bedside manners and how um, seriously they took um, the patient's cases. And it made me feel so much better. And I mean, you can like click a man, a woman, what their highest level of education was, all this stuff. And I per... per prefer to have a woman doctor if they're going to be looking at my whole body you know just for comfort level and with migraines i feel like they can almost understand more and about hormones and all that stuff so anyways you can filter a whole a whole bunch of things out you can filter if they have your um insurance and all these other things and it was the easiest appointment ever created and i got the appointment four days from when i was freaking out so i was like okay well in four days i'm gonna know what's up with my headache. that's really awesome I i'm so excited for you i'm really glad that this podcast ad has done so good for yes, us yes it honestly just knowing you have that appointment kind of takes the anxiety away that's actually for sure like i remember the one time that i had to go to the guy we could tell a story another time okay. but i've totally had that once the, all the symptoms go away once the doctor's appointment's made anyway uh zocdoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed they take your insurance and are available when you need them and now you can go to ZocDoc.com slash get it and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you can start a search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. And that's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash get it. ZocDoc.com slash get it. In motherhood, we have to hold these totally opposing feelings like rage and love when your son or your baby's crying for like the second hour, you're like, yeah. I fucking love you. Like, Ugh. it's like so confusing when before it really felt like life, I could be like, okay, I'm angry. And then I would fix that. And now I'm back in the good place. Motherhood yeah. is just this. It is a paradox and it is a death and a birth. Everything in life is death and birth, ending, beginning. And matrescence really is the, the death of the maiden and the birth of the mother. So you've split in two in early motherhood. And that's why some people say, and I say, I've lost myself. Like, who am I? I don't even recognize myself. I used to want to go do this in my career. And I used to do this. And I don't really want to, but like, that's all I know. So there's this split and motherhood, the matrescence journey is like, who am I after that? So I call that the caterpillar soup. Like no one likes to be like, what the hell's happening in the chrysalis of a caterpillar soup? And we come out the other end, a butterfly. And we're like, shit, caterpillar life was simple. I could party, I could sleep, I could do whatever I wanted. But now I'm a butterfly, I have this amazing kid or kids. So it is like your mother's talking to the butterfly when your kid's 10. Like that's the way I see it is you're just a yeah. lovely, lovely caterpillar soup of matresses. So that's funny because I was like crying to my husband yesterday being like, I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> I used to be fun. I thought I was funny. You, and now- like, you like, you have really tackled matrescence i feel Wait, are you kidding me i feel like i have like been so boring and i just was like i've always liked myself like you, you can ask naz and lauren i've al- i've never like had self-esteem issues i've always been like ah, no i'm awesome blah, blah, blah. and it's like recently i'm like i don't think i have it anymore i think maybe because it's not just motherhood but i feel like we're like at this age where we're not the going to be the hottest or the youngest anymore. So it's like, you got to get over that hill while also kind of being a mom, but it's like, you don't know what's cool anymore because you're older, not necessarily because you're a mom. You know? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. We're, we're getting older. We're not Gen Z. Yeah. Like it's, it's time. <laughs> it's, it's time. Yeah. I saw a meme I'm today. And it so was, hard on myself. Right oh, now. wait, you, wait, you continue. And then I got to read this, this meme because I thought it summed up everything. 
Um, so it says, yes. it says when you buy pants from Costco, that's when you don't care yes. anymore. That's that- when we let go of our egos and begin our spiritual, spiritual journey. journey. You don't I even, literally, you would never buy pants at I Costco. Would, if they're cool. I, I bought a jacket. What? That, I if bought a jacket. Dope, so I'm halfway there. If, yeah, yeah. If they were dope. A hundred percent. I would buy that. Yeah. <laughs> we're letting go of our egos now. Cause we're in that metaphor yeah. metamorphosis. And apparently life gets better when we don't care as much anymore. Yeah. So Hell yeah, it does. And that's what I swear to God, that's the gift of motherhood is, I mean, anything can be a spiritual awakening. I happen to focus on mothers and mm-hmm. this pattern break. It's like, I just, I listen to the mommy meltdown podcast. It's like you have your career, but it's shifting. The time actual resources are shifting. You're being yeah. asked, what are my values right now? So you, we could drown here and be like, oh, what was me? Or it's like, shit, what are my values? What is my next step? What is my next chapter? We are doing that while sleep deprived, while on a new job every single day with our baby. But it is like the ultimate pattern break. And so matrescence can happen for really for people who aren't even mothers. Women who don't have kids move from maiden to mother. It's mm-hmm. Think of maiden as like that young, beautiful selfish in a good way. Time is limitless. I have all the time in the world. We move to mother and we see the little baby and we go, Oh, like time is passing. And now it's not just me. It's a, we, and you look at it, This could change the way you look at your career. I used to only want to make a difference for me. Now I actually want to do something that's going to help the world. Or maybe if it's a, in a corporate job, people switch to like, can I do something that has a bigger impact in the company? So it's like mother energy as opposed to just like, I'm a mommy now and I like have a baby. Mother energy is like this powerful, also, also erotic, I believe, energy when you fully step into it. Our society is like, mommies are supposed to be like covered up. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like you can still be a sexy capital M mother, but yeah. we have oh, to like yeah. blend the maiden and blend the old you and the new you. Yes, yes. I definitely, as far as sex appeal go, don't see one <laughs> more sexy than the other. I really don't. One more sexy? Yeah. 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 Like like a maiden opposed to a, a mom mother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see like the, the sexiness of Absolutely. both. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I want to read a quote from Jennifer Lawrence that was, actually came out today, which is so crazy that in timing for this podcast. She said... Every day of being a mom, I feel awful. I feel guilty. I'm playing with him. And I'm like, is this what he wants to be doing? Is this developing your brain enough? So what's your response to that? Because I feel that all the time. Yeah. Well, I guess my first response is quality over quantity. Like, I'm a motherhood coach. I literally work with women all day long. And they're like, I could not be more connected and present. I'm with my kids all day. Yet they're raging inside. They're not connected mm-hmm. to themselves. So they can't connect to their kids. And who, I don't know how old this, her kid is, but. Oh, he's like 10 months. We had like a baby. Oh yeah. Years. Whatever. The kid's yeah. probably loving that. Whatever. <laughs> the <blocks are>. <laughs> <laughs> But it, um, all they need at that age for, I mean, the first couple of years, it's just true connection. And we can't connect to someone unless we're connected to ourselves. So and is she enjoying herself? Can she be present in the mundane moment is what I, is my response. Mm. That's mm. really the question she's asking. Okay. I find a hard time doing that. Like it's fun in sparks, you know, like in little spurts. It's really fun. Yeah. I, I find it to be the most fun playing with him when there's others involved. So yeah. I like love when my sister's here and we're just like ooing and gnawing over him or like I'll FaceTime yeah. my family and we'll all watch him together. And of course I love it when my husband's around, but like sometimes when it's just me and him one-on-one, it's like, 
Okay, now what? I feel, like, I feel that too when I babysit too. Yeah. Yeah, like all of a sudden it's less fun. I don't know why though. He's still just as cute and I just know. as fun. I feel like I don't know what to talk to you about, man. Like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so uninteresting. I don't know. Like play you know with this. You know what's interesting is when you were sharing that, um, Kendra, I was thinking about how like when you enter a relationship, how that person becomes a mirror yeah. to like all your own shit. And I didn't realize that maybe like a kid mm, yeah. is essentially mm-hmm. like an even bigger mirror because it came from you. Yeah. So I don't know, Ashley, I'm not a mom, but I guess maybe if I had a kid, I'd, I would just be like looking within myself. <laughs> like if it was just me and the yeah. kid, like, is this kid connecting to me? Am I connected to myself? Do you hit the nail on the head? I literally do two things. Like my actual toolboxes are matrescents and conscious parenting. And a lot, there's people talk about conscious parenting. They think it's gentle, positive, respectful. Conscious parenting is literally viewing your child as a partner in your life at a soul level. Obviously they're not your bestie Mm -hmm. and that you've got to teach them about the world, but they come in these whole pure beings connected to their feelings. So embodied. That's why they have them out there. So embodied. And we're like, what the fuck? I'm not, I don't have those feelings. I wasn't allowed to have those feelings or I'm uncomfortable with that feeling. Um, so it's not even necessarily about having fun with our kid, especially at that age. They can't like actually play games. They're not singing songs or whatever. Dancing's kind of cute, but like, (laughs) it's about how can I just be with them? And so many of us don't know how to because we're so used to doing, 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 doing. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I always wonder if like millennial moms feel this need like to constantly be productive because that's just like how we've grown up. Um, Because we like value what's what's Naz, what do we say? It's like we we value ourselves based on like our productivity level. Yeah. Yeah, like um, we, I feel like our generation wears like busyness as a badge of badge. honor. Yeah. And, like, yeah. We think it's like so successful to be so busy and doing things all the time. That's like yeah, the so ultimate like curse in motherhood because yeah. I, I say mother is a noun and a verb. You are like, actually, you are a mom. You are a whole mom. You're an amazing mom because you exist as Dawson's mom. The verb is the act of mothering, the diapering, the putting to bed, the soothing the milk, like the mothering stuff. And if we do come into motherhood thinking that we can win the mothering, he's going to wake up again tomorrow. You're going to change his diaper, feed him, clean him. You cannot win. And no one really values mothering things. You can't be like, I fixed three meltdowns today. Like no one gives a shit. So you have to go into how can I value literally myself? How can I value mothering? So when I am with him and I'm doing nothing, nothing's off the to-do list. How can I actually... I don't even know if it's enjoy yourself, but just be with yourself in the mundane. Let's talk about a huge, massive uh, issue out there that's actually not talked about just as matrices. What is wrong? Why why can't I get words, Lauren? I don't know. Okay, well, I can No words or numbers. Okay, matrices. But this is neutrophil. Yeah, this is neutrophil. And let's talk about the issue that has created neutrophil, like that neutrophil has been designed because of. And that's because 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience hair thinning. It's just not openly talked about. Um, But it can be scary and stressful. And then like the anxiety and not talking about it can like actually add to the problem. And then you get more and more thinning. But Lauren is the hairdresser here, so I'll let her talk about how it creates fuller, thicker, healthier hair. Well, Nutrafol is formulated with potent botanicals um, that help you get strong hair. And it's also physician formulated. If you can hear Dawson in the background, he's just helping us with an ad. Um, (laughs) 
it's physician formulated to be 100% drug free. So it's kind of like, just take it with your multivitamins or whatever vitamins you take. It's going to help you get new, um, little, um, hairs all over your head. You'll kind of notice maybe in like three to six months that there's like a consistent new growth pattern happening. And those are your new hairs coming through. Thanks to neutral. Oh, and like for those of you who are sensitive to taking biotin pills, like I am, they have a, a whole hair care line of serums and shampoos and conditioners that can help and figure it at the scalp. Nutrafol's ingredients don't only help you get thicker hair, but it also can have you sleep better and have a better stress response and help your skin, nails, and libido. Because as we've just discussed, everyone needs a little help in the libido department unless you're on too hot to handle and for some reason need to have sex every three seconds. Um, so anyways, you can grow healthier, thicker hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using our promo code GETIT and save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, anywhere. And it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. And can I just say, if your friend or your whatever has been talking about and complaining about their thinner hair, get this for Christmas. Oh my God. It's a great gift. It's a freaking good gift. Yeah. So, um, plus free shipping, you get free shipping on every order. Um, you get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with a promo code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, for hair as strong as you are. I go through spurts in my life where I'm really busy with work and I can't talk to one friend. And then the next day I'm like free and I'm like, oh, where is everyone? And sometimes because I live alone and I'm single, I think I get in the habit of like when I'm in the car, I have to call someone or... And I like was very, I became very aware of this earlier this year. And I was like, oh, I need to just sit with myself. Like I don't need to, at every car ride doesn't have to be a phone call with someone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to fill this space with someone. I don't have to like, just cause I'm free tomorrow at two. I don't have to like see who's yeah. free. And so I really started to just like be with myself. And then when you said that, do you guys remember when I went to work with those wild Mustangs, the horses mm-hmm. Yeah, last year? So I, I went to work with horses to work through my anxiety and because horses like know if you're anxious. So none of the horses oh, wow. wanted to be around me because I'm anxious as fuck. And <laughs> I walked into this ring and like all of them left except this one. And I started crying. Oh. <laughs> and I had never experienced being, I had never experienced being next to like a being that just wanted to be next to me because of my essence, not because of like my name or who I was or my job or because we were friends. And like when you were saying that about a baby, it like remind you know, because you can't really talk to mm-hmm. a horse either. And so I don't know, all of that was yeah. just kind of going through my head where it's like you really have to just like be and just yeah. let someone just be next to you just for being you. And it's actually so fucking vulnerable and terrifying. <laughs> right. It's so vulnerable. I entered motherhood so anxious. I like my my son, my oldest is like a very sensitive soul anyways. But like I was I was throwing bombs at him. I was quiet, but he was like I was essentially blowing flames out of my chest. I is energetically looking back. He had colic and I'm holding him and just like pouring hot lava energetically yeah. on him cuz I was yeah. like oh, inside. And I I knew I was anxious my whole life, but it didn't affect anybody else because I could keep a really good face. And I made my anxiety work for me. I was a workaholic. I was successful, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
that's this baby. He's <laughs> calling me out and he's not going to sleep. So, so I'm failing at this job, this mom job. I can't get him to sleep. He's not all the thing, you know, all the baby struggles, but I was taking it so personally because I felt like he was, you know, mm-hmm. highlighting my anxiety. And it was the first time I had to sit. I mean, that was the entrance to conscious parenting for me. Um, myself is like, shit, how do I, how do I just be? Separate from the value of mothering. I was like, oh my God, this is not what I thought motherhood <laughs> was. We have the whole other <laughs> podcast on this conscious parenting, um, even if it's a bonus episode with you and I. But yeah. um, I would love to talk about how you say, I think you're like in the midst of this conversation right now. You say there's a difference between being a caregiver and a mother. I've talked about how in the beginning of life, you're the caretaker. Yeah. Like as right now, you're like the caretaker of your baby. And then you become the coach, like in their teen years, because hopefully we have that connection, but they're kind of unadmeshing and living their own lives. And then later in life, if you've created the connection and the foundation, you become the counselor. So that's like the the journey as a parent of like a long-term picture. Okay, Is that what you gotcha? Yes, that, that would one? be it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he said something along the lines of like, somebody's like in a nursing home. There's like a nursing home, like the situation, like those are like the routine things, like the routine, like the feeding and the diaper changing and all that stuff. Caretaking, was it being, doing, navigating motherhood? Possibly. Okay. Let's talk about that. That's that's a good chunk. That's a good chunk. Okay. We kind of already touched on, there's three parts. So being a mom, you are a mom. You just, you are a podcast. You're all your titles. And now you have another title on the list mom. Okay. Yes. This is what you're talking about. This is okay. Perfect. Okay. Great. So you are going to evolve in this new role. So that's separate from the doing, which is what we kind of talked about, which is all of the mothering tasks. You're going to call the doctors. You're going to nurture them. You're going to discipline them. You're going to find their schools, all of the things mothers do. And then the third part, which no one talks about is navigating motherhood. Cause up until now, everything has been, Oh, you're a mom now. Let me help you parent. So motherhood is the social systems that are in place, the social expectations that you must navigate now that you're a mom. So you walk into a club now, they go, oh my gosh, Ashley, and then, oh, you're, oh, you're a mom? Like that, yeah, all, yeah. Of, all of the new mm-hmm. unconscious shit, like what does that even mean? But now you're navigating like, oh, you're a mom, I'm a mom now. What does that mean? Friendships, you've talked about, or no, that was not, not a parent yet, but still when you're going through something, how do my friendships adjust? Do I talk as much with a child less friends than I did before? When do I even see these people anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like me, I was going to hit the glass ceiling and then I was going to take a year off and just raise my kid just for one year and then go back. And I remember saying, I'm only taking a year off. Like, don't think I, like, don't think I'm, I've lost myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was undervaluing motherhood. Yeah, so I was very much unconsciously playing into, I'm not a mom. Moms don't, moms aren't valuable. And I'm like, holy shit. I was doing that to myself. Yeah. Um, and I feel like until you go through it or you see someone like firsthand going through it, you're going to have that mentality. I agree. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, cause friends, that's how society views moms. Yeah. Friends. And like, even my fiance all the time, he's like, She's a stay-at-home mom and like rolls his eyes every right? time. And I'm like, well, just wait till it happens for us. And who knows what, if I'm going to continue working, this is like, I, I don't know how anyone could possibly do it all. So he's like well, a really bad example. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because like, he really doesn't get it. He really doesn't like, get he's, it. Yeah. Even before I was a mom, 
he was always kind of shitting on stay-at-home moms to Lauren when they talk about their future. Anyway, that's, that's right. a major part well, of their relationship they have to sort out. But I definitely don't even like bringing men into... Well, I like men, but I don't like bringing him into this conversation because it's not even them. It's us women that have internalized it. Yes, the idea, sure. like, I wouldn't have considered myself a feminist pre-motherhood, but I was like, I'm going to make... I made more than my husband. I'm going to make more money. I'm I'm going to essentially be a woman and be a man in man's world. Mm-hmm. And then... I didn't value motherhood. And I was like, wait, that they say we have a choice. You can be whatever you want to be, honey. You could grow up. The sky's the limit, but we don't actually have a choice because when I chose to stay home, I undervalued myself and so did all of society. So was that really a choice that can be talked about in a non-scary way before you enter? Like, yo, there's a, especially if they're a career woman, like you're about to walk into a landmine here. If you have no idea about those terms, like the maternal wall that you're going to run into before the glass ceiling where women leave work to get the sick kids while the men stay. Men typically make more money when they become fathers. Women make less. So many. What? Why is that? Is there any science to that? Yeah. There's so many, the it's three for men. What's it called? The the fatherhood bonus and the motherhood penalty because women, the motherhood penalty, unfortunately, but I don't understand how the guy would start making more because he's a dad. Because he has to provide. I think it's because well, he looks more successful. People, right? Well, I can't, I can't quote the studies, but I can, I can send them to you if you want to link them. Um, but it's something around the man. perception. No, it's something around the perception that he's literally doing it all. Stable. That if a woman is doing the exact same output as a man, but I have a pregnant belly, I'm looked at like I'm not as dedicated. Whether I'm as dedicated or more doesn't matter. I'm perceived as oh she's gonna have a she's gonna have a baby now so wild it is so, so it's, and it's it's illegal it's illegal to do this yeah but the bias but it is exists. there yeah. it, it does it, it does exist it's the idea that if someone is married and their boss is like well she's probably she's probably gonna go on maternity leave like it's mm-hmm. and she's like well yeah i probably am going on maternity leave so it's not just the men or just the stodgy companies, it's us saying, well, yeah, okay, I'm going to be a mom now. Okay. I'm going to take a step back. It should be me to get the kid. I don't want that responsibility because now, yeah. So there's, I don't want to misquote any studies, but the men actually, I think that the percentage is 3% more. I just don't know. That's super interesting. Let's talk about why men don't go through. There's not a word for Mm. Mitch. Oh God. Matter. Matter. Patterance. I love you, Matrescence, matrescence, There's no patrescence. Pet- yeah. <laughs> people, Why not? People ask me this on social all the time. As of right now, it's been coined in the blogs. Apparently, there's some research. I've had some people at colleges re- reach out to me telling me that they're studying it. There is no research that I can find, no journal that I can find on matrescence. What my personal opinion is, is that this is so heavily based in sexism and patriarchy because men aren't navigating the maternal wall. They're not navigating, oh, you're a dad now? Sorry, I don't really care. They don't have physical bounce back culture. Dad bods are hot somehow and we need to go back to looking <laughs> 25. Yeah. And there's just so, the expectation that we can, are super women, that we can do it all, that men just don't have the same. And it's very, it is very, very gendered. So if you identify as a woman and a mother, I don't care what's going on. 
you are going, you are entering like an uphill battle that is going to affect way more areas of your life than it would if you identify and are a man. So a woman, so uh, same sex, two women, they're both going to go through matrescence Mm -hmm. because they're both female mothers Mm -hmm. in a world that doesn't value mothering. But so do we think that most men do have like some, um, like uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's like we were talking about how it's like hormonal and physical and emotional mm-hmm. and like all these things. Do men have a transition so significant, or that seriously is something that they're trying to research yeah, they, and there's not really any? They're trying to research. Yet. So this is an interesting fun fact. Our we've all heard of mom brain. It is very very yeah. real. There is a part of our brain where the gray matter shrinks, and another part that gets more intense. It's for us to connect to our children. I don't and, know where my phone is 24-7. I lose my phone around the house yeah. all day long. <laughs> and that is like the, the, the number one thing that has changed that I can like pinpoint. Yeah. they as of, as of right now, the studies go to two years for sure. In a brain scan, we would know who's a mother and who's not a mother. Your brain is just different. Yeah. I love it. So wow. there are some studies. I'm like, a, I'm like a nerd for this stuff. So there are some studies where if the man has done skin to skin and is really involved. Like if it's a usually a country that has paternity leave, their brains will adjust as well. But for the most part, men aren't, especially in the US, men aren't actually able to stay home. They're out providing, doing the thing. Um, and the moms are home. So my personal view of it is absolutely, it's a significant life event. Is it a core identity shift before and after for men? No, it is yeah. a life event that changes their life forever. That's my personal view is that mm-hmm. it's, I call it a life event. And of course their, their relationships are going to change. Their friendships are going to change, but it's not, it's not going to be at that level ever right in this society because we have just different standards for women and men. So what so, can women do like living within these standards if they're a new mom? Yes. F the patriarchy. <laughs> Literally you have to. The, the first place to start is what does it mean to be a good mom to me? What does it mean to be a good mom to you? And you start unpacking. If you think a good mom is the mom that does everything, cuts the crust off the sandwiches, kid looks great. Literally look at that. Where did these expectations come from? One and two, do I want, do I want to keep all of these? Which ones do I want to keep? Because mm-hmm. every the expectations are so unrealistic. And some people love cutting the crust off. Some people want to stay home. Some people want to work. Like in my, I am a motherhood coach. I help women literally like carve out their own path in motherhood. So it it isn't an F you to the everyone else, but that when they start scrolling social media and they see curated pictures, they're like, I already said, that's not important to me. So it doesn't need to be an attack, but unless you parse out and say, oh, part of me wants to do the Christmas cookie house and the gingerbread house and see Santa and do that. If you haven't actually said, Hey, that's not my values this year, it's going to the mom guilt and the mom shame spiral is going to grab you. So it's really about what does it mean to be a good mom to me and my family with my circumstances? I said, I'm not doing Christmas cards. I cannot do Christmas cards. And you cards. don't do Christmas and I, cards. And I'm not, I'm yeah. trying not to feel guilty every time I have one of my mom friends send me a Christmas yeah. card with their family. You know what? It. They see enough of Dawson on Instagram <laughs> that so no one needs a card in their mail. That is so true. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Um, what inspired you to get into this role? Because uh, I'd love to know if it was a, your personal experience. A thousand through. Yeah. So my, I have a five and a half year old and a four year old. And 
my entrance into motherhood just physically was a, I'm not going to go into details and traumatize people. It just wasn't, I physically didn't have a great recovery from the delivery. And then my son had colic at the time for nine months. So I literally hated, and I decided to stay home because I was going to do my, be a good mom and stay home for a year. So I was in a living hell. And then I got pregnant at 11 months postpartum. We had five good days in a row. We had literally five good days. And we did. And then you got pregnant after the five days? We did it once. My daughter took her one time to enter this world. And (laughs) it was never going to happen again. So then I was, then I was, (laughs) then I was two under two. And my son got a diagnosis of, uh, I don't want to like air his dirty laundry, but he got a diagnosis and stuff. And I, I mean, truly drowning. And I felt like, oh, maybe I should just go back to work because I'm really good at it. Like if that going back to our conversation, I crushed it. I got the raises. I got the money. Like I suck at this whole role. Why don't I just kind of take care it up and go back? And I'm like, that, that was the entry point to my inner journey. I'll call it, um, conscious parenting. And I came out, I felt like a Phoenix rising. I'm like, I'm a whole new person, whole new values healed so much stuff. And I'm like, what the hell just happened to me? And that was two years ago. I found the term matrescence and I'm like, oh my God, that's what happened to me. Yeah. Like, why didn't anybody tell me that that's what I was going through, that maybe I was walking into that and I did follow the matrescence journey. I felt like I was the only one. And now I'm like, holy shit, my, my, I separated from my husband, got back together. I, I mean, I just had my whole life imploded in every single area. And I'm like, I just got to help. This is my, this is my life now. This is, I help people walk through the the chunks of their life that are being rebirthed in matrescence. So why do we think it's not talked about this term, this phase of life? Well, because I it would help one, a lot of women to yeah, know what they're experiencing. It's your, it's your peer, first period in adult. And you don't really yeah. talk about your first yeah. period. You don't go to school usually and say, I got my first period. This term has been around since the 70s. So Dana Raphael coined it. And this woman, I'd never heard of her. She's the same woman that coined the term doula, which doulas oh. are great. But I was like, matrescence would have been better to know for the last <laughs> 50 years. So it's been around. And I, I think... It just kind of got unearthed. I don't know when it happened. Someone named Orly Athen is like really actually researching it now and making it more of a thing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know why. I just think because mothers we're told that we're supposed to do it all. We're supposed to be super women, be perfect, and we don't we don't want to admit that we're failing. I think that we're told, you know, that's part of the shame of it is oh my god, I, I don't actually know what I'm doing. I'm not enjoying this every second. These are I talk about them, this rolls off my tongue. I'm fine with it. These are huge truths for some women. They're, that's their darkest, deepest secret is I'm afraid that I should have never had kids because I didn't know how hard this was. So it's like the shame that keeps it quiet. Naz has to leave right now. So okay. I just wanted her to say goodbye and not to, for you to know that. Yeah. She's not and just I just want to say, Kendra, out. thank you so much for like bringing so much consciousness to motherhood and having this conversation and offering your coaching. Obviously you'll tell everyone where to find you, but this has been very enlightening and thanks for telling us about matrescence. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Feel better. Feel better. I'm so sorry guys. It's okay. All right, bye. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I mean, if this isn't the perfect ad for this podcast, if you are going through a life change as I am, 
as a lot of mothers listening to are. Um, if it's not parenthood that's your change, but perhaps it's a career change or a new relationship, there are therapists that are trained to help you figuring out what's causing challenging emotions through this transition of life. They know how to help you with productive coping skills um, because honestly, therapy is the closest thing to a guided tour of this complex engine that we call life in you. So, so engage their help, you know, seek it out. Um, if you guys don't already know, BetterHelp is the largest therapy service um, and they have matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online and it's very affordable. So you just fill out... So you just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. So there's no waiting rooms, no traffic, and you can do it like in your bed, which is always a bonus. Um, so learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash get it. That's better H E L P.com slash get it. Um, so what is like a golden nugget of information that you give people that come to you? Like a lot of, like a little golden nugget of, and it's like, aha, this will make this whole like new phase easier mm-hmm. for free. Give it to it for free. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, usually the golden nugget, the first one is you're actually going through something. It has a name. It's matrescence. You're not crazy. You're not alone. And this isn't your fault. Like you didn't, no one told you that it was going to be this hard. And these were the things that you were going to be navigating and it, and you did the best you could and you're doing the best you could. And I think that the golden nugget, truly the most courageous thing you could do, the strongest thing you could do in motherhood is ask for help literally from anyone in your village. Yeah. This whole superwoman doing it alone. Uh, I'm on a rant right now about the village. People are like the vi- I can't trust the village. The village is blah, and I'm like, we have we have to reach out. We have you to reach need out. Village. Oh my gosh, you you need the village. So since my mommy break my mommy meltdown episode, which now is going to go live in infamy by this title, <laughs> yeah, this podcast title, it's really easy to remember, which is nice. Um, I have gotten a nanny. That was actually like the first day that we had a nanny, almost full time, thirty hours a week, and. Holy shit, our lives have changed so much in the past three weeks. We can breathe. Jared and I are having nights where we're able to just kind of like sit on the couch together. We went to dinner the other night, and then the day after, we watched the Buccaneers game together. It was just so great, and we are breathing easily. So you get your work done during those hours. So then, when when she leaves, then you're like free of that worry. Pretty much, you know, like yeah, I'll dabble, you know, when he's like napping or after he's in bed and stuff like that but like it has been a total game changer i like look forward to like making dinner for her. it's like just like a whole different thing anyway just 30 hours out of your week you're recharged. that was the answer was just to like get accept the fact that i needed more help yeah um i also i but there is like there's i'm sorry to backtrack a little bit but you were saying that a lot of people get confused between postpartum depression and anxiety, and mm-hmm. I'm still not matrescence. Matrescence, <laughs> okay, matrescence, matrescence like adolescence. I'm really bad with learning new le- new words. New words. Okay, <laughs> so matrescence words. in that, and now I was reading comments and stuff like you know under my mommy meltdown things, and some people were like referring to like maybe I had postpartum depression. Can you explain the difference between postpartum depression and this? Because I can tell you assuredly, I know what depression feels like, mm-hmm. what anxiety feels like, and I do not have it. When I mm-hmm. found out through you what matrescence was, I was like, ah, 
that is what I'm experiencing. So yeah. can you just like make the differences clear? So, so I'm going to make it clearly unclear because <laughs> every mother goes through matrescence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So think of the, a bell curve on one hand. I think it's, I don't know the percentage, the percentage of people that actually have postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And then there's like the 80% of us that fall in the middle struggling with matrescence. And then there's like the 10% that's like rainbows and but I had the most yeah. amazing home birth, baby latched, sleeping through the night at two months. It's like so crazy. Like people think it's just postpartum depression and rainbows. And I'm like, fuck no, off. Yeah. There's the rest of us in the middle. Yes. Okay, thank um, you. But matrescence, even the person who's having rainbow experience is going through matrescence. It's just a fucking amazing one. Yeah, that's true. This is that's so, true. Yeah. This makes me feel so much better because there are some influencers that I'll see and they're like talking about having kids already when their baby isn't even one yet. And I'm like, am I supposed to feel that desire for another one right now when I feel like I'm drowning with one? No, you're supposed to feel whatever you feel. But I mean, if they probably have a rainbow experience, like I'm yeah. presuming or yeah. they're quickly outside of it and then rose colored glasses are yeah. real. Right. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it all depends on your experience and your expectations. Like if, so, if someone would have told me about honestly, just the basics of matrescence, it's like when you're sick, you're like, can someone just tell me what I have? Like, I, am I dying or what? Just tell me what it is. As soon as you get the word or you get the label, you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I can, yep. It's a phase. It's a season. It's a cycle. I can handle this. But when it's just like the unknown, like I'm literally going to drown for the rest of my life until he's 18. Like, what is this? Um, why would I want another one of these? But it is very cyclical. So when do people normally start to phase out of it? You're asking the tough questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so it is. So everybody's going through the process, no matter where they are in that spectrum. Some people don't notice like that inner split between old me and new me really explicitly until maybe they go. The first time is when they have a baby. Second time, it's usually when they get back from maternity leave. Everything's great. And then they're like, oh my God, I literally live two lives. There's my work life and my old life and my mommy life. And what the heck's going on? The next time usually is when kids go to school when they're like five years old. And you're like, what? My kid's in the school system. And like the whole, anytime the mom hat gets front and center, think of a new matrescent cycle. Like a divorce puts matrescence back at the center. It questions everything about what are my motherings? duties right now. Who am I right now? I'm the mom and the dad questions, questions, questions. But for some people, they don't feel it until later. They won't be like struggling with it and need any awareness of the term. But keep in mind back, we all talk about the village and living in community. This term came in the seventies. Before that, people weren't saying matrescence. Mm-hmm. Some of us still aren't, Ashley. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but they, they would have just been, the elders would have been like, hey, this is going to happen. Oh, you hate your husband for the first six months? Okay, yeah, that's normal. I promise you're going to love him again. We would have just been whispering the normal things. And it's because we don't have that village. So I always remind moms, the village isn't just babysitting. It absolutely, we that's like the goal. But the village is also, who who can you vent you? Vent to who can actually give you the hard truth without that charge of like, Oh, just you wait rather than, Hey, when they go to school, it's kind of crazy. You're going to navigate all like the new kindergarten friends, your commute's going to change. It's just an adjustment. Like call me if you need me, not like, but right now we have a bunch of like bitter women, not by their own fault, but nobody welcomed them into it. 
So they're like, no one told me about that. Like I get trolled by boomers. Back in the day, we didn't. Oh my God, I'm so sure. My favorite thing is reading boomer comments. Yeah. But they're like, I didn't have this. We just sucked it up. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just let him cry. Yeah. Right. But but it's like, I'm sorry you didn't have that. Like, is that what you tell your millennial or Gen X daughter? Just get over it? No. I had this comment, you know, in under that post that I posted the podcast, I had over like 1500 comments. I only had one that was a boomer and it was wild. She goes, I had two kids under the age of two. I worked two jobs. I was a single mom. I came home and I worked and I made dinner every night. They were fed and bathed, blah, blah, blah. She goes, and I was mentally all there and 100% happy <laughs> the entire time. And I go, wow, you, rainbow children. You again. obviously yeah. forget your life. Yeah. Yeah. She, goes, I'm, she literally was funny because she didn't even realize what she quoted our podcast. She goes, I'm sorry. I don't get it. Like she oh. did not get my meltdown. Oh, gosh. No, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, if, if um, this isn't a conscious parenting podcast, but like, that's just her inner child being super, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. And then their egos jump on the keyboard and I'm like, I see it. I see it. You were unmothered and yeah. I'm, we are going to do it differently. And it is, mm-hmm. I, if I were them, I'd be like, yeah, dude, this isn't fair. We all, you all, all you millennials gonna like heal yourselves and like raise happy kids. Like I was struggling. I, I totally get it. I just delete, delete, delete though. But um, the village was way more than babysitting. It is to support. I say the village is to raise the mother now. We live in our homes with our nuclear tiny families. We don't have people coming over all the time. It sounds like you guys have awesome babysitting. But for the most part, it's how can the mother be supported? Yeah. Like literally, do you need a mom's night out or do you need to work out? Or what activates you and makes you feel like a happy human so you can then parent your tiny human? Yeah. I felt like my village was going to be bigger than it than it has proven to be. And um, I had definitely feel like this has been one of the more lonely periods of my life. And yesterday I was trying to figure out why that is because I still have like this group of best friends. Like I don't have this like kind of like a, I don't, we don't have like a crew crew front type of friends, but like I have, I had like 11 bridesmaids, right? Like I had like so many good best friends. And I was wondering, I was like, why is it that I feel like so lonely at this period of time? This is my theory. And then I'd like you to go into yours. I think that, well, first, because the the friends that don't have kids, you feel like you can't vent to because they just won't get it. And like to a certain degree, like it's on it. Honestly, they won't get it. My sister yeah. gets it because she like pretty much lives with me like part time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what like I mean? I'm, yeah. Um, and then there's certain friends have stayed more over here and like they kind of get it too you know they understand like my kids dynamic but i think that when it comes to a lot of the the mom friends that you'd think it would be really therapeutic to talk to because like they have a kid around that age i think there's like a lot of comparison that goes on you're like oh your kid does that oh my kid does that oh he doesn't do that oh i never heard of that and then if you like are talking about something and then you realize that your kids don't match up on that one of you is feeling bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why it gets to a point where you're like, oh man, should I even share? That's why you need like a grandma. Like you need grandmas. <laughs> you know, a good Karen. To tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a good Karen. <laughs> a good Karen, yeah. No, I think I think this has been this is be- from before motherhood. Women are unconsciously trained to compete. No, my gosh, Bachelor Nation, you're trained to compete for men. I always say, trained to compete for your partner, trained to compete yeah. for your job. 
yeah. trying to compete and it's not even conscious. Like you're not going to like me or I actually don't like you, but it's just, it's kind of running the show. That's why a lot of women I talk to, they're like, well, I can't go. And they'll say, I have my hair and makeup done. I can't go because we skipped our naps. My, my kid's not going to be perfect. It's like, no, that's you competing. You're using your child as part of your competition. And one, they're not, they're their own thing. They have a meltdown. That's not your fault. Your only job is to respond appropriately. Their job is to have the meltdown. But it's this, the, it, it, there is a competition in motherhood that is next level compared to like in the maiden when we're all just mm-hmm. competing yeah. and gallivanting, doing our own thing. Yeah. And it's painful now because we need each other in motherhood. We need each other now. But it's like, how do I extend my vulnerability and know that you're not going to, uh, well, my kid slept 12 hours last night. Oh my God, I hate you. Exactly. Right? Yes. <laughs> My meltdown happened after we had, it was too, it's funny. It actually was probably timed because of this. We, it was my husband's birthday week. We had dinner with the family and my niece is up two and a half months older than my son. And then okay. we have friends and they have a kid who is about six months younger than him. Both of them were talking about how like they just, they go to bed. The kid goes to bed, sleeps through the night. Um, they get to have fun and they binge watch TV shows and like all this stuff at the family dinner. It was my niece was so well behaved, just sat there for like two hours. My kids all over the place, just craving attention at <laughs> every set, like undivided attention. And I'm like, Okay, these people, they might be in the same boat as me as having kids in the same age, but they certainly aren't in the same boat as me. So I'm not going to vent to them. Yeah, I felt like I can relate to that in early motherhood. I told you my son had colic. I would see a mom and their baby be like, and they're like, he's so fussy. And we're at Starbucks. And I I wanted internally, one, I'm mad as fuck because she's making motherhood look easy. Two, she's pointing out how shitty I am. She's not actually pointing it out. But I was like, that's in my mouth. That's fucking crying. That's a meltdown. You lucky. You don't even know how lucky you have it. Oh I my was, God. Oh I was God. raging. You gotta let it out. Yeah, I, feel I know. It. I but feel it. I didn't let it out. Back yeah. then, I would just do my oh, thing, right? God. Like and you what, came and home she, and you're like, you don't fucking believe what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, there's competition and just what it is. Every relationship is a mirror. What they're mirroring, mirroring back. They're mirroring the fact that you must be doing something wrong because your kid's not like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it's not even, it's not all them. Cause you're like, you're taking it. Your parts of you are taking it on. Oh right? yeah. 1000%. Right. It's me. I'm sure they're not thinking it. I mean, maybe they right. get in the car and they're like, holy shit. I'm glad he's not ours, <laughs> which I think they might say, <laughs> yeah, they might. <laughs> um, but like, I definitely harp on it more than I think that it's anything that's going through yeah. their heads. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's usually not, but I'm just, that's the Metrethan's conscious parenting, like one, two punch. It's like, I'm supposed to be a natural at it. I'm trying to connect with you. You're pointing to me where I need to do the work so I can connect with you. So I can reach out. So I can feel good hanging out with you when my son's not being a perfect angel because he's not being a perfect angel. So am I supposed to self-isolate until he's like three and grown up or something? That sounds terrible. I'm sure a lot of people do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kendra, this has been so informative and like made me feel even better than going through your Instagram. Can, do you have like, yeah. any, like anything that we've left out that you'd like to mention? <sighs> no, I feel like we've covered 
I mean, matrescence 101 for sure. Just, I just, I would love if every mother just knew the, the word matrescence. You're going through something. If you feel like you're struggling, Google it. You're going to find yeah. some love. I'm okay. sure that like 80% of people listening to this definitely learned the word matrescence today. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. And like before you got on, I said, it's not just for moms. It's for anybody who yeah. is supporting yeah. a mom or hopes to be a mom one day to mentally yeah. prepare themselves. What um, if, okay, so, oh, wait. Okay. Go ahead. No. Well, I was going to say there's one video going viral right now about this woman who's saying, is anybody else like pretty much not want to have sex with their partners in the, oh. like in the first three or four months. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone in the comments was like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, one, the birth, the whole birth thing, like you're allowed to have sex at six weeks, but your organs are still finding new homes. Like that's wild. But I was also, you're going through a hormone drop once the baby and placenta come out. Your brain is changing. Your identity is changing. Your whole life is changing. And in the first year, we look at our partners as their attractiveness is more rated off how good we view them as fathers. So I always say it doesn't matter how hot they are, they were, and how great it was. If you don't feel like they're supporting and being a good participant in the baby's life, you're going to be like, so just women knowing like, oh my God, matrescence affects my sex life. They're like, I'm not crazy. I'm not a dried up old hag who's a mom now. That's never like, it's again, a phase, a phase, a phase, a phase. Just wanted to leave you with a little sex talk. And being on antidepressants just really can't get it going, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a conversation that we've had another time, and we could, again, have Have another another time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so where do people find you? I said it's at it's Kendra. um, It's dot Kendra Williams. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok as it's dot Kendra Williams or Kendra-Williams.com. And how would people book a private session with you for coaching? link in bio as per usual, or you can go right on my website. I'm doing one-on-one for just a couple more months. And then I'm moving to a group format and I'll be have, I'll have my own podcast coming out in the new year called the mother shift, which is going to be life, life through the mother lens. Essentially. It's not parenting. It's the woman's life through motherhood. So that comes out in January. So there'll be a much more info about the trusts and all the things we touched on coming next Fantastic. year. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. definitely be tuning Thank in you. I guess I will. That's in the new, a new, a new friend that I can listen to. I said my <laughs> podcasters are like my friends. Yeah. So make me feel yeah. lonely. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so, so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank Bye. you so much. I appreciate it. Goodbye. Bye. Podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.